You're listening to the Plain Label Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Plain Label Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Williams. In this episode, we continue our look at the Paranormal Activities franchise with a discussion of the two final films with easy names to remember, Paranormal Activity 3 and 4. Joining me for this episode, once again, is the Wyatt to my Robbie, Mr. Andrew Shaw. <laughs> set your tracking for part three that's right before getting into our discussion i would like to mention that we are still proud members of the deliberate noise network search deliberate noise in your podcast app for more great shows from the network mr shaw what sort of coffee are you having this monday morning um i went a little bit fancy today still gridlock coffee but i have a himalayan blend today oh man which yeah oh yeah it's and good what is too. that like it's good it's uh it's not as uh it's very strong it's not as um, fruity as some of their ones can be, but it's, yeah, it's really nice. I like it. Okay. It's not, uh, I, I, <laughs> this morning, like it's uh, mother's day in the U S and so my kid was making my wife's coffee and my wife likes to have like this protein shake stuff put in it and like a whipped cream on it and all this, all this anti Andrew stuff. Right. Yes. And uh, my kid takes a drink out of it and she's like, Oh, that just tastes too much. Like, plain black coffee <laughs> I, was like, Best what? Kind. I was like it's like 50 50 <laughs> junk and then coffee <laughs> and it's too it was too coffee for for the 13 year old so oh god it's just yep. all sugar yep that's true so i am having uh just kind of a tried and true it is a, a vodka water and the water flavor it is a watermelon and citrus um Ooh. and so I don't typically like watermelon stuff because I don't really like watermelon in general because I feel like it's a lot of mess for not a lot of like it's just a lot of like loosely held together fruit and it's mostly mm-hmm. just water and I don't really particularly enjoy that flavor but this is the can that I pulled out of the uh, out of the container so this is what I'm stuck with for today <laughs> and it's also what I sort of felt about paranormal four I was like oh this this is where I'm at. This is what I'm stuck with. <laughs> this is what I chose at the last Ooh, episode. Yes. We said we were uh, going to go down this uh, this franchise, and and much like the Saw one, once we got a little ways in, maybe we didn't always like the directions that things Ooh, went. No. So, and that's even before we get to the ones that I don't remember which order is what. So, all right. So that's what we are drinking. Those are the films we're going to be discussing. We're going to start in 2011 with the film Paranormal Activity 3. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. Oh, it's Katie. <laughs> Katie, wait, wave hi to the camera, Katie. Hey, Christy, you want to say hi? Come on, give, a, give, give us a wave here, Christy. <laughs> Whatever happened to us when we were little, I don't remember anything. Whatever it was, it thrived on fear. The more we paid attention to it, the worse it got. Okay, I think it's time. Remember the rules? Yes. Say Bloody Mary three times. Okay, we're gonna draw flights. The IMDb plot synopsis for this one is is uh, not not terrible, not terrible compared to the one that I have cooked up for number four, which is my favorite. Uh, so the th- one for three, this is the flashback movie. This is the one back into the past. It goes like this. In 1988 in California, cinematographer, mm, questionable, questionable uh, Dennis moves into the house of his girlfriend, Julie. <laughs> To raise a family with her daughters, Katie and Christy. Little Christy has an imaginary friend named Toby. 
while weird things happen in the house. Dennis decides to place cameras in the house to capture images during the night, and soon he finds that there is an entity in the house. Dennis's friend, Randy, researches the events and learns that his house might be a coven of witches and the children may be in danger. Now, one of the things like, that like you... the actual house? Yeah. Like it's, built out of, it's built out of witches? I guess so. The house might be a coven. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like that in this, so he lists Dennis, Katie, Christy, uh, Toby, and does not mention the mom, right? Um, other than just being a mom. And, yep. uh, oh, no, there it is, Julie. Uh, so Julie. he mentions all those names, but only Randy Rosen, the friend, gets a <laughs> credit by. So it says Randy Rosen played by Dustin Ingram. Like, that's the only one that has that in there. It's like, is this like this dude's Dustin Ingram's like manager or is it his friend or yep. what's going on here? And, and so, cinematographer is a bit of a stretch too. He's, he's, yes. a, he's a wedding video maker. Yeah, he's a... He, he, Oh man, and he doesn't look like he's super uh, invested in it, but he does have a lot of gigs because he's apparently making his uh, making his all of his cash this way. Yeah, when you look uh, at the house, okay, good work, man. Well, no, that's that's Julie's <laughs> oh, that's house, her house right? yeah. yeah, because the mother, his his would be mother in law, is very suspect of him um, <laughs> being uh, you know just filming weddings, and he's like, no, mom, he owns his own business, is what she was trying to say. And I'm like, what? Okay, this guy does not have an LLC. Like, he's not. This is just like a cash. <laughs> this is a cash business. Like, that's all there is to it. So, anyway, so Paranormal Activity Three. What uh, is your history with the the third entry, and and what did you think of this one? So this is the this is the first time I'd seen this one. Oh, okay. Because I sort of I watched the first two and then went, oh yeah, and then it just sort of it wasn't a franchise I was running out to the cinema to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I did like this one. I think this one did some really cool things. I had a couple of problems as always with these sorts of movies. Um, but, and I, I think you'd appreciate this too, is as a kid who grew up around this time, um, <laughs> yep. the video quality was way too crystal clear. Okay. So this <laughs> is my kid's first note. She, she goes, isn't this a VHS or whatever those yeah. things were called? She's like, yep. this looks too good. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, it's it's probably like what we're seeing probably like, you know, had been digitalized. So they cleaned it up is what I explained yeah. to her in the moment. So I just <laughs> flat out lied to her. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's supposed to look as good as it looks. <laughs> it's not like when you used to hire a video and bring it home. And especially if there was some kind of either nudity or a really good kill in a horror movie. And you knew exactly where it was coming because it would get fuzzy and then it'd be clear <laughs> and then it'd be fuzzy again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so my uh my vhs sort of um i guess somewhat sad but uh you may appreciate this but it was when uh the video place near us used to do five movies five days five dollars mm-hmm. and and so i would i got to the point where i had enough movies that i felt like i needed and it was very much like um a beta version of my Plex account to where I would get all these movies and I wouldn't necessarily watch all of them, but boy, I had a lot of them. <laughs> and, and so I started running out and then I went over and noticed that they had um, different WCW and WWE uh, pay-per-views. Yep. And I was like, well, shit, I'm just going to get all these. And so then it would be, I'd get these five different pay-per-view events and I didn't give a shit about if I was current or what have you. Um, but I would go and I would like, I had a, I had the old, uh, dual deck VCR, um, mm-hmm. to where I could tape and record and all this sort of stuff, uh, play and record. And so I had, it was some, you know, mid nineties, uh, NWO sort of situation. And I was going like through it and recording off of it. And I had snapped the original VHS. <laughs> And was like, oh, fuck, like, oh, no, like, I'm going to be found out. My house is going to get raided, you know, all this sort of stuff. Like, it was FBI. Yeah, it was full on panic. They warned me so many times at the beginning of these movies, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, And so all I did was put some scotch tape on it and then watched it and it worked totally fine. And it was a little fuzzy and a little like not clear. And otherwise you would never have known. And I was like, what the hell? Like, all you need to do is fix this is just a little tape. 
It's like, that's unbelievable. So oh, yeah. that's what the whole uh, nudity thing made me think of. Breaking the tape. <laughs> Breaking the tape. It's, so, yeah. It's funny. When you talk about the warnings, like we had ones here for a little while where it was it was when pirating online became big and it was, you know, you wouldn't download this. And it was oh, like, you yeah. wouldn't download a car. <laughs> and I guarantee you that people out there, if they could, would download a car. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You would, Yeah. Because that, that was a little more high-tech version of the... Uh, like you know, it was like stealing. Piracy is stealing, is what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Well, we I remember that video. Yeah. We had other things. Hmm. Yeah. So so anyway, so Paranormal Three. This is the one set in the late eighties. Um, and yes, the video quality is much higher than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but otherwise, you thought it was good, though, huh? Yeah, I like this one. I think um, I like it a bit more than the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did some really interesting things. I think it was a bit creepier than the other ones absolutely like i think it had a few more jumps and a few more scenes where you know like there was some obvious ones like the one where the you know the the girls in the kitchen and there's the um the spirit with the sheet over them and then it just sort of oh, drops yeah. yep, yep yep like yep. i did i didn't find that creepy i just went that's pretty cool it looked cool um but they were just like i found this one to be a bit more intense especially with you know once toby starts ramping up it's it's mm-hmm. so much more creepier than the other ones Mm-hmm. so this uh this was the second time that i'd seen both of these i didn't realize that i had seen the fourth one but once i saw the connect dots in the trailer mm-hmm. uh, of the fourth one i was like oh no yeah i've seen this one because i remembered those the dots moving around because i had to connect and all that sort of stuff yeah uh, yep. and and so for the third one um i knew that the thing that i kind of remembered about it was the oscillating fan uh video camera aspect Mm -hmm. and so i was like oh okay i remember this and i remember you know it always tracking either left or right and the eye kind of naturally always goes to the direction that it's going and i remember doing that at one point and then having something in the area that you're turning away from jump out and scared the hell out of me and so i was like okay i know that there's something here where i'm seeing these two rooms and it scared the crap out of me and it was just when she's like comes straight up to the camera and basically does like a boo or whatever and yeah. I told Anna at the time, like I, I saw that part and I was like, oh my God, I was like, that made my heart hurt. I was like, that one was really scared me. <laughs> no, that, that's just being over 40, man. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that, was, that was just eating dinner and digesting. Yeah, that's all that it really was. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so Anna watched this one with me. She really liked it a lot. Um, she was also very upset at these girls at times. <laughs> um, yep. But the the first thing that she saw was uh, when they're going upstairs and and the the first real note was when they introduced that little bedroom cubby hole or that little nook. And I'm like, God damn, like, why are these people not putting lights in these rooms? Like, right. And so she you're kind of closing in on this area and Anna goes, oh, my God, I would puke. (laughs) And she's just saying these like little things that I say. (laughs) <laughs> but yep. like putting her own little spin on them so that really Love made me uh that really made me uh i was charmed by that i guess but um <laughs> but yeah so i thought that this was i thought that this was good and and i think that one of the reasons that it is so effective for me is that i thought that the videographer the wedding guy dennis i thought that he was fine like i thought that uh, in the first movie, you get that freaking Mika guy that is annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. And then in the second one, you get the dad who gets his balls burned in the hot tub. <laughs> and he is the worst, too. Right. And so the first two movies, you're like, God, I hate these hate the guys in this movie. And this yep. one, he was he was totally fine. Yeah, um, he, was he wasn't more super the... annoying. Yeah. And he was a bit more of a, oh, shit, there's stuff going on here. We need to fix. We need to sort this out. Not the. I'm just a dad and I'm tough and nothing's going on. We can, you know, we'll be right. Yeah. Right. I don't believe any of this stuff. <laughs> he wasn't doing any of that stuff. He's, he was, uh, no. and I thought that the girls were both uh, believably like, there was a lot of times where it seemed like they were believing what they were saying instead of being like, Oh, this is the time for me to say these words, which yeah. happens at times with child actors. Yep. <clears throat> so I thought that they were pretty good. Uh, some of the the notes here that Anna has is the next one was with Julie and Dennis, and he's uh, he's trying to make the sex tape before the earthquake happens. 
Yep. And so as soon as he says, uh, as soon as she's like, I don't know, I guess. And it seems like they're going to start making the tape. Anna goes, oh, my God. Like, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then so uh, the woman, like, she takes her shirt off or whatever, or, or she's like, uh, not wearing much. And Anna's like, nobody needs to see this. <laughs> and she was like, just getting incensed. <laughs> that they were going to do that. Um, and so she was thankful for the for the earthquake i think <laughs> the only time everyone has ever wanted an earthquake yeah really <laughs> uh the other note that she said is uh a, another a good example of them using a still image <laughs> effectively which i think that mm-hmm. this movie does pretty well is that uh when they had the teddy ruxpin and old teddy's just sitting in a little play chair and it's not doing anything and they just yep. keep pushing in on the bear's face, right? And so yep. Anna says, if that bear blinks, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and so fair she, enough, keeps, she keeps threatening with all of these big reactions, but none of them really yep. uh, came to pass. Love it. <clears throat> but yeah, so it was, a, it was a thing where when the movie got over, I asked, it seemed to me like it was really, really clear on the mythology. Mm-hmm. And and let me see if this is exactly what you thought or what. So the the whole premise <laughs> is that uh, Christy, the younger, uh, the one who has Hunter, is yep. what we've been introduced at at the beginning of the movie, right? She's the one who is Hunter's mom and is killed, and Katie's the one that's possessed. Yep. In this movie, Christy's the little one that lost her tooth, and she. Uh, eventually says okay i'll do it like she agrees to whatever it is that the spirit that is going by toby wants her to do Mm -hmm. and then we get the whole business with the coven that we haven't got to yet but um with the whole like would-be wedding and the escorting of christy up the stairs by the grandma by the witch i thought that it was pretty clear that it was toby and Christy that created Hunter, which is why Hunter is so um, sought after in like the mm-hmm. present day. Because I was like, well, Christy is shown at the beginning of the movie, which when they're painting. Um, and first of all, they're doing a terrible job of painting because there's definitely no uh, wet paint on that brush. She's like <laughs> rolling the brush up there. And I was like, that is a dry as hell brush. Like there's no way that that roller is doing anything at that moment but anyway <laughs> um and so it's uh she's showing that she's pregnant and i was like there's no reason to have her like be pregnant and fixing up this crib and all in this room unless it factors into what's going to happen later in the movie and so i think that mm-hmm. that's the that's the implication and that's why hunter is so desired because it's the, the it's like the spawn of the the spirit and then christy yeah, yeah, that makes it makes total sense. It um, and maybe because she's the one who says yes to it all. But where mm-hmm. is um, the uh, is it Katie the other one? Hang on, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. can't forget her name. <laughs> well, that's one of the flaws. Flaws is that they're too similar. Christy yeah. and Katie, it's too close. Um, but then it's sort of like it's maybe this. I'm sure there's stuff that we've you know that we've cut out to, for timing and stuff because these movies you couldn't make a two and a half hour found footage film. I think it would just become too tedious after a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's stuff that they've cut out where, you know, that it reveals that Katie is a guardian or something or something weird, but it, it makes sense that, you know, or maybe they, you know, they could have slipped in there that Katie couldn't have children. That's why she, you know, that she wasn't the one that was picked to, to start with. Who knows? Yeah. Because that's interesting because in the first one you find out, or you see that, uh, that Katie's the one who's in trouble, right? But in the second mm. one, you find out that she's only in trouble because Christy like deflected the demon and gave it to her. Yeah. Because of that incantation or whatever. Yep. Um, so I was like, it's always been Christy, but she just kind of had had enough of it and was like, well, I'm just giving this to my sister. She can just deal with it, is, is sort of what <laughs> is sort of what happens. Sisterly love, uh, which is yeah, really, which is a you know, it's a it's a franchise about sisters and friendship, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was um, that's kind of what I got out of the the deal, and I was like, okay, this is a Christopher Landon writing the second, the third, and the fourth, so maybe this is 
him really trying to like make sense out of why this family is being um, possessed and being like followed and what, you know, it felt at that, at this time around, like it was more cohesive than I thought I had given it credit for before. Yeah. Uh, but when we get to the fourth one, we can talk about why I think some of that is a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the, the last uh, couple of things that the kid said was that uh, she thought that this was the scariest of the three. Yep. Um, she, thought, she thought that the, uh, the bloody Mary stuff um, really freaked her out because, oh, yeah. you know, they go into the bathroom and at, at first it's the two girls and then they, or kind of screw around and it's not super intense, but then later it's Dennis and one of the, and Christy, the littler one, I believe. Um, yeah. And they're in there playing bloody Mary, or maybe it's Katie. Cause Katie was the one who was more interested in the bloody Mary either way. You mean, you mean Randy Rosen? <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Randy. Yeah. It wasn't Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> we have to address him by his full name. Yeah, Randy Rosen. Dustin Ingram, many apologies that I didn't say your entire <laughs> character's name, Randy Rosen. Uh, which was one of those things, you know, they do that prank at him with him at the beginning where they have him hold up the deal against the ceiling. And then as soon as he lets go, like the flower hits him and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. for being late, but it's like, that never came into play again. So I was like, well, what's the point of that was just like a gag, I guess. That was just like a, a way into that character, I guess. Again, one of those probably deleted scenes that some way. Yeah. um, Yeah. Remind me of the deleted stuff. So the bloody Mary things with, with Randy Rosen, is uh those were scary it was him trying to like literally just trying to escape and he couldn't uh because of whatever they had uh pissed off mm-hmm. and so that was effective and then when, when uh when the coven is revealed and and they're walking around outside and all that kind of stuff and anna just loved that because it was like you got to see that there was a uh there was a fire going there was people standing around it outside but your mm-hmm. perspective was very limited and it was very much like, well, we don't really know what's happening out there. Um, and then it was just like, you turn and you see all, you see the witch and she's oh. like, Oh God, <laughs> she did not like that. Uh, I think that that was around that time is when I had sent you the picture of her that in uh, panic mode. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sent it to her too. And she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, that was scary. but yeah i liked the ending yeah the work works really well with him you know trying to save the two girls and running around and hiding in cupboards and things like that and and you know it comes back to play in future movies too Mm. okay well all right so yeah number three really successful i thought that um you know it it, just being able to enjoy dennis as a character and the mom Mm -hmm. was fine like there wasn't anybody that was very much like the mom was sort of like, look, dude, like, I doubt, I don't think that this stuff is happening. Like my kids are little and um, there was some, some things as a parent. And I'm sure that this was a thing that you uh, also sort of cringed, but whenever Christy is like walking around in the middle of the night and she like starts climbing on things and, and yep. then it's when she climbs on top of the exposed wood and then jumps I was like, what the hell is that? What is yeah. it? So that was, uh, so that was really something. Mm, yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think especially with these one, this one, like we were saying before, you know, it's probably the, the creepiest of the, the bunch. Um, and I think it just, it's, you know, like the first one was such a phenomenon. The second one, yeah, you're always going to get a sequel, but, I think probably once you get to the fourth one, once we start talking about that, it's it's very easy to see what's coming, mm-hmm. and you know you can you can telegraph. Like I could sit here, my daughters don't like horror movies at all, but I can I could sit here with them and just go, all right, this something's about to happen. Be ready, something's about to happen because you can just you can feel the build up, mm-hmm. and I think this one keeps you on your toes a little bit more. Like it's because of the oscillating camera. Yeah, the... absolutely. Such a simple idea with that oscillating camera, because you're, you're again, your perspective is being limited on purpose. Yeah. And it's not just a static camera in a room where you see like a little bit of something flip up or like, you know, the blanket moves or something falls off a wall. It's no, no, we've come back and then we go back again and then come back and all the furniture's disappeared. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like, well, hang on a second, because we didn't see it this time. And you know, they come back, the, the kid in the under the, the the sheet, like I said before, and it's it it works. It just makes it a little bit more keeps you off balance, and you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it's so I think that's why this one is probably from the ones I've watched is the most effective. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say that, uh, I've seen obviously the first four now, and this one is my favorite, I would say. Um, yeah, same. and it's one of those where it it just kind of captures everything that the franchise does well, um, and sort of, uh, improves upon things with some character work or with, uh, not showing everything and, and being mysterious and, but being mysterious in a way that like broadens out the world to where you're like, Oh shit. Like there's these, there's these witches and there's all this stuff that's going on that we, and we don't really know what is going on yet. Yeah. Um, but it's intriguing as opposed to like the first one. Yeah. There's this spirit that comes in or this demon and it seems to take her over and it kills Mika. And that's kind of all you get. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, that was fine, but that doesn't feel like a, a movie that would, necessitate a whole franchise around it to where this one yeah, feels exactly. like it broadens out the world and makes a whole uh a whole story about it so all right well anything else about that one before we move on to uh the our fourth our fourth effort no i think it's like we said this is probably just the the highlight of the series in general really it, you know we the problems with you know growing up in the 80s where we we don't think it's a um uh, the, the picture is a bit too clear, like we talked about with VHS, <laughs> but it, um, yeah, it just works. And it's, I think it, it doesn't like it's, it's kids in peril, but it's not the really lathering or, you know, like covering you with like going, Oh my God, the kids in peril. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's still a bit more subtle about that. Like it's, you know, it's still creepy, but it's not, it's not over the top and it's not smacking you in the face with see kids, kids are in trouble. You have to be worried. Right. It's, it's, it's really good in that subtle way of slow burning to the end. I think that's right. All right. Well, let's move on to our, uh, our second film. It is from uh, the following year It's from 2012 and it is paranormal activity four. Chat's done, and I'm gonna go make a snack. No, no, no. Take me with you. You alright? There's something going on across the street. That's the new neighbor's house. What the hell? It's Ma- the new kid from across the street. His name is Robbie. Yeah. His mom went in the hospital. So he's just gonna stay with us? He has no relatives. I don't know. I've never met his mom. Front door open. Mom? Mom, I don't think it was an accident. What are you talking about? It's really weird. Andrew. You guys want to see something really cool with the Kinect that you can do? There. Kinect projects tracking dots. Whoa! Looks like a triangle with a circle in it. Right there. That's it. I mean, what does it mean? He does not like you. What? Who doesn't like me? You'll find out. Wyatt, you need to tell me what's going on. I don't want you to get hurt. So the IMDb plot synopsis, this is a good one. I enjoy this, Mr. Shaw, for Paranormal Activity. Number four goes like this. The Paranormal Activity film series continues with this fourth entry from Paramount Pictures and returning directors of the previous outing, Henry Jost and Ariel Schulman. This time, the cell phones and computer cameras are focused on a teenage girl. 
whose family allow a young boy in their neighborhood named Robbie to stay with them while his mom is sick. Soon after, eerie things start happening, some of which focus on the girl's younger brother, Wyatt. As the bumps in the night become more pronounced, the mysteries surrounding Robbie's family and the house across the street grow to the point where the only thing for the teenage girl to do is investigate herself. Hmm. <laughs> investigate herself, <laughs> which sounds like maybe a euphemism for something else. Yeah, it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely not. Uh, so I thought that that was interesting. And then again, I, this was a different person, but Catherine Newton, who plays the main girl, who's also in Freaky. Yep. Um, yep. He gets and Supernatural title, and all know, sorts of stuff. And then uh, Robbie, Brady Allen, the weird kid across the street, He's the only one. He's the other one who gets uh, who gets his name put in there. And it's just I want to know what goes on in these guys. The, the the guys that have the sort of time to write a plot synopsis for IMDb. Yep. I want to know what goes on in their brain to where like, you know what? I'm I know who this actor is. I'm really going to dazzle them by sprinkling this one in there and hope that they appreciate my wisdom because <laughs> I just yeah. don't get that at all. I just don't understand no, why they do that. I don't, I don't understand the people like i get it when a, a company is bringing out their movie so they'll write up a synopsis mm-hmm. i don't get why people sit down and write their own synopsis synopsis synopses for movies boredom makes, has to be yeah get, yeah has to be oh <laughs> anyway the other thing that i meant to that i meant to bring up um about deleted scenes about number three mm. was supposedly in the trailer there is a bunch of stuff that's not in the movie that's in the trailer and the IMDb trivia had something to the effect of there were there was almost another movie's worth of material that could have been edited into uh-huh. the final film. Yeah, that makes they sense. Just shot a ton of stuff, and then they're just like, you know what? We'll just craft a movie out of. We'll just fix it in post. We'll just yeah. craft a movie out of it uh, later. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> and so some people were like, they didn't even show the uh, paranormal detective type guy from sort of like the first one. Um, to where they didn't even have like the advisor, I guess it would be. I want to um, be a paranormal detective. Yeah, you should. I think you're, fun. Still, you're still young. You got one good leg. You'll be all right. <laughs> See, I'm a limp. Like it's a pronounced limp now. Like I'd have a, I'd have a thing. I could wear a trench coat and limp everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Every character's yeah. got to have a thing. <laughs> and you know, you're a paranormal detective with a limp. Yeah. We've got your Makes your sense. backstory. You've got you know, wife and two kids. So you've yeah. got uh, you've got motivation to succeed. So there you go. <laughs> were your par- were your family killed in a paranormal ac- uh, accident? No, no, no. I'm just trying to pay bills, man. Yeah, Come they on. just they just mock me for my limp. So <laughs> I'm trying to prove them wrong. That's <laughs> funny. It's 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 funny that they actually do too. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sure they do. I can imagine <laughs> in the in the exact situation, whatever. Like I've hurt my back or whatever. I I get very little genuine sympathy. I get some, nah. but then I, most of it is just you know just razzing me yep so. all right so paranormal four what did you uh what did you think of this one this was the first time you saw this no this one i actually saw in the cinema oh so you didn't see is, three but you rare. saw four yeah so i had seen four <laughs> before this was rare for me that i saw one of these in a cinema i think it's the only one i've ever seen um oh, okay. but the experience was actually i have i look it's i i do it's like the movie but i think it's based on that I went and saw it when I used to work shift work, weird hours. I went and saw it in the middle of the day by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one in the cinema. Ah, perfect. So it it just heightens everything. Like it made it that much more creepier because mm-hmm. of it. Like mm-hmm. I don't think this one's creepy at all. I watched this just again just recently and went, no, yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> being in a cinema by yourself watching it makes it creepy. And so I think I have a bit of a like a soft spot for this film because of that viewing. Yeah, this is uh like I said before, this is one I'd seen also because of the connect reference. And I was like, Oh, once they showed the green dots, I was like, yep, I've seen this. And I yep. remember that the dots start moving when nobody's supposed to be moving and stuff like that. Um, watching it this time around, right after I was like, all like, Ooh, yeah, I figured out the franchise. This is what it is. It's this plus this equals Hunter and all this kind of thing. Right. I watched it and I'm like, oh, okay. So the Robbie kid is definitely Hunter, right? Is my first note. Because I was like, he's the weird kid that's across the street. Like, that's got to be it. 
Yep. And I knew that I'd seen it, but I didn't remember hardly any of it. I just remembered the connect stuff. Um, and I put as my second note, I was like, the key element in this franchise is making the boyfriend less of a complete dipshit. And because <laughs> I like the guy in this I one. I could not stand this dude. <laughs> oh, I hated this guy. Cause I was like, it was sort of like, um, oh, like Evan Peters that played Quicksilver. Yep. It's sort of like yep. a knockoff version of what he's doing here. And I was like, I just can't, I could not handle this dude at all. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but man, he just rubbed me the wrong way. Yep. I think it was like, um, uh, so the regular uh, podcast co-host Rachel and I will talk about how we both uh, very much appreciate uh, boundaries, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And one of them involves making sure that uh, if someone's going to be at our at our home that I know that ahead of time. Yeah. And so yep. she, she'll send me a, um, pictures of different doormats and they'll say like, but did you call though? Is what the yeah. doormat says, right? <laughs> or it's like, couldn't you have just texted me? was another one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so when this dude just walks into their house several times and like opens the fridge and starts going through it, I'm like this guy, like get out of here. So anyway, he gets yes. his, so whatever. <laughs> and then i must not have been paying real close attention but one of the big trivia pieces was that this is the first one that doesn't happen in california oh okay i didn't know that either i was like oh righty like it doesn't and it turns out that this is in nevada and i was like yeah but it looks the exact same and the behave they behave the exact same it's but it's a massive plot thing you know california is where all the ghosts are (laughs) It's just like they didn't involve Vegas at all. And what else is there in Nevada except for Las Vegas? Yeah. So, sure. Okay. Sure. Why not? (laughs) And so I was like, okay, so they've got, they've got this Nevada stuff. I was like, all of these houses are ridiculously big. Like the parents are doing quite well. Whatever, whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, Um, rich people get haunted a lot. Yeah, they do. (laughs) That's why Candyman's so good, right? Yeah. That's the only one where it's like, you know what? This happens to people that are uh, more economically challenged as well. So, yep. um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was my whole bit at the beginning uh, thinking that, you know, Robbie was going to be Hunter and it was going to be something about, you know, mistaken identity or whatever, or different names. And I was like, I know that there's something like that in this movie. Um, this one was kind of like, uh, it was sort of like, paramount or somebody was like no 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 no, no. we got to go back to basics we got to go back to what we're supposed to be doing in this franchise because it just felt like somebody else doing paranormal activity again and i was like okay yeah like we're we're getting all this stuff and uh we get some things like i i felt like i could almost see the the strings when catherine newton's character gets pulled up into the air I was like, mm-hmm. I, I can, I can just like feel the harness that's around her when she's getting pulled up. Mm. Um, and so it's just like stuff like that to where I was sort of just disconnected from this one in comparison. And I just like, even the, the creepier parts, the most effective again has to do with the coven for me. Like when she goes over to investigate yeah. what's going on there and that old woman's like, hello. And I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. That, like that, that one really was a got jump me. for me. Yeah. yeah. That one and the other moment that really got me was um, when the dad's looking at the night at the laptop and the knife drops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one I remember making me jump in the actual cinema too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you just thump and you go oh. <laughs> so that way again was another uh, me being in my forties and having my heart hurt uh, sort of situation. <laughs> that, that one I was like ah oh, geez. So it's just like a I was going to make a. I was going to make a uh, heart attack joke, but then I did see in the trivia today that that guy actually died of a heart attack. So yeah, he did. Yeah. This is me not making that joke. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and it and, and actually happened before this movie came out, which is a kind of a shame for him. Yeah. So, so it couldn't have been much longer after they finished filming. <clears throat> yeah. It had to be been right away, which is, which is really too bad. Um, so, yeah, so one of the things that uh, I was kind of waiting for was, you know, they kept talking about the mom and the mom this, and the mom that, the mom's sick. And I'm like, it's got to be Katie, right? Like, there's no way that it's yeah. anybody other than her. And that's sort of what I was kind of, uh, 
I don't know. It's it's almost like if you're reading a comic series and you're like, okay, I I know it's going to get to this point eventually. Yep. So I'm not super in, into it because I know where it's going to go. Um, and like the the individual kills or like Katie uh, being hidden in the dots and then just sort of getting up and walking at one point was a thing where I was like, oh, geez, because you don't see her. Uh, yeah. They do that more effectively, I think, in the second one. Uh, where there's just like something that you don't see um so i mean i thought it was fine but it just it's just kind of it was just kind of okay for me yeah i think i agree i think they tried some stuff like with the connect and with the you know with her hiding like that and there was some you know there's a couple of okay jumps but there's i think it was just sort of rehashing a lot of the stuff that's already been done and mm. you know there's only it i think it doesn't surprise me that there's so many in this franchise but then i think there must be people like myself who saw the first two and went cool i don't know if i need to say anymore yeah that i did originally and um sorry my dog is walking back and forth crying i don't know what she's doing anyway oh. um and maybe there's a ghost in the house maybe i'm yeah, about to maybe. Get it's like hey how dare you yeah. disrespect number four <laughs> That's her favorite. I mean, yeah. Toby's she's a big Catherine Newton fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think um, I do think Catherine Newton is good. But uh, speaking of her, like yeah, she's, I think she's, she's doing her best for what she's given. Yeah, and I think that's one of the problems with like seeing it when I first saw it. I didn't know who she was. Yeah. Whereas now, when you've seen her and stuff like Freaky, you, you can sort of go, "She's actually really fun in Freaky." Uh-huh. Like, I think that's one of the that's one of the better horror comedy that's been made in the last sort of five or ten years. Absolutely. And I think she's fantastic in it. And also directed by Christopher Landon, who, yeah. wrote, who wrote the most of these movies. But it, it's just, it's, you know, like I was saying about that you can, you expect stuff, you know, when stuff's going to happen a lot of the time. Um, you know, when the jumps are coming, you know, you can sort of, it's all very telegraphed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about three in that it wasn't as telegraphed as four. You yeah, just absolutely. expect stuff to happen. It's weird too because since this since this is the same filmmakers, it makes me wonder like, well, what happened? Like, what's like? Did they tell? Did they say like, hey, in three you can do whatever you want, but in yeah. four we need it to be in line with the franchise or whatever? Like, who knows what yeah. they said to him? But it's it's sort of like, well, you got to do a lot of unexpected things in three, and then here it was just kind of very by the book. Maybe it's maybe it was that you know the opposite to us where we think three is probably the best entry mm-hmm. and the fans of the franchise went, Oh, three's the worst. We didn't like it. So they had to go back to the original stuff. Yeah, that could have been, I did see in the, in the trailer that it, that three made the most money of the franchise. Mm. So, but that could have been like the, the sort of producer response. Like they could have had the most pushback throughout the making of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, because this did just come out a year after. So it could have been a thing where they were already in the, in the process of doing four before three really even released, you know, yeah, it's like, all exactly. right, well then for the next one, we'll do this, 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 or whatever. Um, Catherine Newton, by the way, is, a, is somebody that is uh, about to jump into the MCU um, in the third Ant-Man and the Wasp film. Um, and then, so she's, ah. she's going to be a much bigger thing soon. Uh, Cause she plays uh, Cassie Lang. Uh, ah, Paul, okay. Paul Rudd's daughter, all grown up. So, so they've so, recast that. Yeah. So that's that's assuming that uh, what I'm assuming is that's going to lead into like a like some sort of a Young Avengers movie kind of a thing. That's cool. I mean, yeah. the Young Avengers, the actual um, comic, the Kieran Gillen one is one of my favorite runs of all time. That is such a fun story. Mm-hmm. Um, the the original one with I can't remember who the oh it's was, uh, Alan Kier- Heinberg that's the one yeah that's like that's fun too but the the kieran gillen one is just a blast it's it it's so much fun so i I think she'd be great and then if they get um the uh what's her name the girl playing hawkeye oh yeah Haley steinfeld and then they just cast a few more like it it could be it might be a really fun tv series even yeah it could be because you've got the the two kids from wandavision um that Mm. are in young avengers and then you've got the kid that was in uh uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that was a young Avenger so they're, yeah. they're introducing all of the different pieces it's just a matter of how all of those are going to 
how the response is going to be. And, and I'm assuming that with Ms. Marvel uh, coming out this summer that she'll be involved if they end up going in that direction. And so we'll see. They're doing a secret invasion. So I'm assuming that will lead to oh, all right. as well. Oh yeah, that's right. I forget. I forget about that, that, that series. I'm, uh, you know, and, and don't tell Alan, but I'm, I'm sort of losing the thread a little bit. I'm sort of yeah. like, my interest is sort of waning somewhat yeah. uh, with some Plus, of these yes. things. So, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, paranormal four, um, one of the other things I said in here was like, okay, once you get the reveal of the Robbie's talking to Toby and you get that name again and I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay, here we go. And Mm -hmm. then you get the reveal that it's, that, um, it's Wyatt that is actually Hunter, not the neighbor Robbie. Um, and you are revealed that, uh, Wyatt has been adopted and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, well then, who the fuck is Robbie? <laughs> like, why is he just this creepy little kid then? <laughs> like, just what some is other he random, like, kidnapped? Yeah, he's just like this random kid that Katie has uh, over as, as like her son in quotes. And I'm like, man, this this poor this poor little kid is getting the shaft. She and, just she just traveled around trying to find the creepiest kid she could find. Yeah, really. She's like, all right, this one, this one's a real creep. I'll just pick him yeah. up. Uh, and that so maybe this is... I saw him torturing birds. Get him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so for all I know, this comes up in in some of the later movies. But it's like, man, Robbie got the shaft there, bro. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. Really too bad. <laughs> so all right. So this one was uh, this one was more of a disappointment. Is there anything else about uh, about four that we haven't brought up? Like I said, this one I watched without my kiddos, so I didn't. Uh, I don't get any of her good reactions in this, but <laughs> if I predicted any of the things that she would have said, um, she would have got a kick out of, uh, of seeing Ben, the boyfriend getting his uh, head twisted, which yep. is the preferred method of killing in this movie. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that. They're somewhat consistent, right? Like the third one has the mother that's dead and like levitating from the ground. And then she yep. gets just like thrown at the dude. Um, when I'm like, dang, that's like how disrespectful for the mother. She just like gets thrown down the stairs at this guy. And then they, uh, in the third one, Anna was like, would that really kill you? And I was like, when the guy gets his, like his back broken in half, I was like, yeah, Ooh, he probably yeah. wouldn't survive that. Um, and wouldn't so those, much of a life if he did. Yeah, really. Yeah. It'd almost be as bad as limping. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and so he uh and so in the fourth one you just get the boyfriend character who gets his head twisted and then you get the dad kind of just like drug off uh in a sort of uneventful kind of death and then the mother mm-hmm. gets kind of curse splatted from you know she gets drug up to the ceiling and then is thrown yep. down to the bottom so that one was the only one that was actually pretty gruesome but what do you think of having Alex, the Catherine Newton character, she goes over there, she sees the coven and then she turns and it's a ton of women. Yep. And they're all possessed looking. And then Katie at one point comes running at the camera and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I don't like any of this. Yeah. I like, I like the build up to the end in this one. It's mm-hmm. similar to the third entry as well, where it's people like when you think about the first one, it's, it's very static because they go downstairs and they come back. You don't see it. You know, they right, come yeah, back right. in and, and Mika and Micah is dead. But so like the, the whole, <laughs> I think we talked about it in the first episode. Like it still makes me laugh that the people who I'm going to keep, I'm going to still hold the camera the whole time. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I would, I would have pegged that camera at one of the witches running at me and kept running. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, so then it's <laughs> on the ground and all you see yeah. is the witches chasing after her. Yeah. And me, me running away screaming. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Somebody put that in a movie. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see you running away from a bunch of women, and hobbling uh, very you know, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're a coven, and maybe it's just a bunch of women that you're running from. Who's to say? Yeah, that's it. Well, well, you know, we we all had our early twenties. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's because you have a wife and and uh, two daughters much like how i have a wife and a daughter and it's just a lot of uh, a lot of girl stuff around yeah we're, we're in a lot of trouble but... you gotta run away <laughs> so anyway so that is uh paranormal activity number four uh, that pretty much wraps us up i would say um it wasn't quite as effective as three and mm-hmm. i think that we're pretty much in agreement like we said that three is the best one uh for me yeah. it goes three two one uh, probably like three two one four 
Um, and it's not that four is bad. It's just that um, it just doesn't do anything that's particularly new, I guess. Yeah, I think I'd go three, one, two. I'd flip the other. Yeah, the, the yeah I, knew two. That, I knew that I liked uh, two better than you did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any comments, suggestions, or movies that you'd like to hear us talk about, you can email us at plainlabelpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show over at Twitter. Our handle is at plainlabelpod. We, uh, yeah, we're not doing that part anymore. If you wanted to help us out a little bit, you can check out our show notes where you'll find the link to our Amazon wish list. I do want to thank Mr. Shaw for coming on once again. If people wanted to hear more from you or get in touch with you, where could they do so? Uh, I'm at, at Andrew underscore Shaw 23 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we now we, I usually talk about cul-de-sac, but unfortunately, yes. because Amazon are jerks, yeah, uh, it is no longer on Comicsology for some stupid reason. Um, just like officially, so if, it's just not on there. I, I can't find it, and Will, who's in charge of it all, um, he can't find it either. So I don't know what's happening there. Okay. So, um, if you are interested in the book, if you have seen anything about it, um, just message me online on Twitter or Instagram, and I can get a physical copy to you somehow. Um, but yeah, digital, unfortunately, at the moment is uh, kind of shot. So mm. yeah, we'll get there eventually. But yeah, Amazon just, you know, making the world such a better place. Yeah, kind of what we just uh, figured out during the recording that Zoom's doing to us. So, yeah. Just making things a little bit more challenging than it needs to be. What about uh, <laughs> what about listening to your other audio stylings? Is there anywhere else that you could hear you uh, talk about some movies maybe? Well, we did uh, last October, uh, myself, uh Dean and Emma did a, a podcast called Pot of the Damned where we did 31 episodes over October. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we covered pretty much as many subgenres of horror as we could. Um, we have discussed coming back. It's just life gets in the way sort of stuff. You know, like I have my <laughs> knee surgery and uh, we, we, we've just sort of gone from there. So we, we are going to come back eventually, but it's just sort of it's uh, on the back burner once, you know, until I can walk properly again. <laughs> and who knows who knows if that'll ever be maybe andrew will pick up a paranormal detective job who's yeah, to say it. who's to I'm, say I'm, well, I'm holding out for like a robotic leg that i can oh. just attach and then i was saying to my wife that and if i get it like under the kneecap it'll have like a usb port that i can charge my phone oh and stuff well, yeah. like that like it'd be really cool yeah well uh, i mean let's look into that for sure <laughs> we'll definitely have to do that so, all right. Well, thank you for listening. And you can join us next week as we enter into the portion of the franchise that's difficult for me to remember which one comes first. And of course, it is Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, and Paranormal Activity, the ghost dimension. Not to be confused with Paranormal Activity, next of kin, which is the last one. Yes. As you you love? Are you happy? Hope you're doing fine Just to know it Means so much to me What's that, darling? How am I doing? I'm doing all right Except I can't sleep And I cry all night till dawn And I'm so sorry that I did you wrong